the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Spirit filling, spirit walking, and the fruits of the Spirit. That's all coming up next on today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us. Hi there and welcome to our program. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Where the Spirit always leads. Now, if you were with us last week on the program, you'll remember we contrasted that with where the Spirit never leads. Paul, here in Galatians 5, gives us some specific details about where the Spirit leads and why he leads away from certain things. Join us for an encouraging look at the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives from Galatians 5, verses 16 through 22. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. And you know what I like to think of and what we want to look at today is where the Spirit will always lead you. And I would like for you to imagine it's as though the Holy Spirit put his feet, as it were, into buckets of paint and he decided to leave the room and he makes nine steps. And what he's saying is keep in step with the Spirit. Well, where does the Spirit go? I'm a mystic. Where is he leading? Well, he leads in love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, self-control, faith. That's at least nine of his steps, and he's got a lot of others. But you just... Well, I don't know which way to go. And I know the flesh has eight relational sins. I can hate them, be envious of them, jealous of them, be divisive, be factious, be critical, be this. Yeah, that's the flesh. We're not flesh people, remember. You don't get to operate in the flesh around here without us rebuking the daylights out of you. Saying that's sin. The flesh wasn't made to run the church. The church is Christ, energized by the Spirit of Christ. So we've got to walk in the steps of the Spirit as we relate to one another. By the way, the fruit of the Spirit is not something you get to have in your room and say, Oh, I've got the ninefold fruit. Oh, no, no. Let someone else accuse you. These are social manifestations. He's talking to the church plural. You and the church, this is the fruit That we know people who walk in the Spirit, and we never walk in the Spirit on an island by ourselves, as it were. Or we can be spiritual, but its manifestation is other-centered. Always, you know, uh, I've got some fruit trees, and I've been beating the birds off my apricots. Every year, Matthew 6 is fulfilled in my backyard. God feeds the birds of the heavens, but it ticks me. I want the unsaved to feed them. I'm God's child. I want the apricot for me. I don't care, Lord, fulfill the promise on my neighbor's tree. 
That's my attitude, see? But you know what? Apricots don't grow to feed apricots. The fruit is produced for others. So the fruit of the Spirit, as we are being filled with the Spirit because we have incomplete Christ-likeness in us, and as we decide, I'm going to order my manner of life after the Spirit, and two things I will be doing, I will be putting to death the passions and the desires of the flesh. I'm putting it to death. That's my job. No, that's sin. No, that's a lust. No, that's a wrong feeling. God, I judge it. I know it's wrong. But I choose to keep in step with the Spirit, and I know at least nine footprints of the Spirit. What's the first one? It starts at the head of all ethical lists. Love. Love how? Divine love. Uh, There's a big difference in uh, liking people and loving them. Uh, We had a big staff argument one time. There's a theological debate going on with those guys that uh, one of the guys said, you got to like everybody in the church. Another guy said, no, I don't. I love them, but I don't like them. Necessary. Well, you, you have different Greek words. Uh, you know, it's confusing. You say, I love peanut butter and I love my mother. What do you mean? I think you're really saying, I like peanut butter. I hope you do more than like your mother. Some don't like their mother. But in a, a healthy relationship, I love peanut butter. I do. I love you, Mom. You know, in English, we can't differentiate, but the Greeks could. They could say, I eros you, physical, sensual love. I storke you, family love. I phileo you, primarily a love of pleasure, love of friendship. But if they said, I agape, now, the word had been used for centuries before the New Testament. But the New Testament... Christ and the Father poured it into a new meaning for us, and it has the element, I think enough of you, I would sacrifice myself for you. It's a love that I put a value on you that you're worth sacrificing for. The fruit of the Spirit, the walk of the Spirit is obviously not pride, obviously not self-centered, Obviously, people around you get the feeling they've got worth. There's some people I don't like to be around. You know why? They devalue what I, my worth. I feel worthless around them. They're either always talking about themselves, or I could be overwhelmed with, I'm not like them. But when I get around somebody walking in the Spirit, I can feel their love. Not sentimental, not teary love, not emotional love. A volitional value they've placed on me and my worth. Not because I am so valuable, but the fruit is so real. People, there are certain people that are always climbers. They're going up for those with the most money, the highest position, those with the best education. They're social climbers. Now, you can have people you prefer to be with, and according to Proverbs, everybody prefers to be with a man who has more money than them. Proverbs states that not as a sin, but as a fact of life. He says, the poor man has few friends. And that's just a fact. 
It doesn't say it's right or wrong. It's just a fact. Poor people are not attractive. And you'll pick your friendships. Usually, you don't think this, but those who are sociologically where you are, either economically, intellectually, that's who you choose to be the closest to. There's more fellowship. But a poor man is a poor choice for a friend, according to Proverbs. Now, he says in Proverbs, but the Lord will befriend him. The Lord will be good to him. But we have favorites. We have choices. But when a man or woman's walking in the Spirit, they can love and esteem others. It's as I finished reading the life of John Patton, a book that fascinated me. The thing that was fascinating to me is he put so much value on cannibals. He put so much value on people who threatened to kill him every day. Where does that kind of love come from? Does the love of Christ constrain us to do anything? Or is it all for gain? All for prestige? Oh, that's the self-life. That's not the spirit life. The spirit, he's manifested when we walk in an agape sacrificial concern for others. Putting others before ourselves. Well, guess what else comes with it? Love, joy. Now, that joy is primarily focused in the Lord. You're rejoicing in the Lord that God has been the source of your joy. Now, let me ask you this. If God is the source of your joy, when should you lose it? You mean you can have joy when the diagnosis is bad? You can have it when you're in prison as Paul and Silas in Acts 16? This is what makes it set apart from worldly. That our focus of our joy is in an immutable, unchangeable, gracious God. So when he's the source of it, circumstances are secondary None of us want bad circumstances, right? None of us. But it's a kind of joy that the circumstances don't get to control when he is really the focus of your joy. Richard Smallwood. I've tried to get Deborah and them to learn it. I'd love for you to learn this song. Richard Smallwood wrote a great song, sang it at Howard University. I like the name of the school. Um, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Have you ever heard it? Jesus, you're the center of my joy. If Jesus is the center of your joy, and I ask you, where is your joy? If you ever lose it, I know he's no longer the center of your life. Because he never changes, does he? Talk back. I'm giving you permission. Wake up. That's not spirituality I'm seeing. It's just a stare. It's too warm in here. I wish it was about 60 degrees. I'd freeze the daylights out of you if we could just charge you. Take a, a freeze offering. Joy if it's the Lord. Because there are some days you're burying people and, you, and you're not in a joyous mood. You don't have to. We don't want these phony smiles. Smile. You, I love Jesus. Oh, it's so phony. Just say you're struggling. That's all right. It doesn't mean you lost your joy. I don't like the circumstances. I don't like the pain. Let's be realist. Let's not paint on smiles. 
Oh, that is so phony. Let's just say, I am in pain. What, you mean you lost your joy? No, that would be meaning I lost my God. And I haven't lost my God, but I'm having circumstances that are not enjoyable, but I haven't lost the center of my joy. And the Spirit produces that kind of joy. Anybody ought to be happy about a raise. Peace. Uh, Unruffledness of mind. Uh, This old Jewish rabbi, boy, I'm sure he's borrowing off the Jewish concept of shalom, well-being, prosperous in spirit and soul as well as physical. Uh, But in the New Testament, joy is joy and peace come from I'm at peace with God. My sins are forgiven. I'm not in a hostile relationship with God, and I'm not in a hostile relationship with people. I've become a peacemaker. Are you a peacemaker or a trouble starter? People who walk in the Spirit, are they love peace, and they emanate peace. Their words turn away wrath. Their, their manner is of such humility. Proverbs 12 says the source of all contention is pride. You can never get along with a person walking in pride because you can never do enough for them. You can't say good enough about them. You can't pay them enough. You can't clap enough because they're consumed with pride. When you're walking in love, you're so other-centered, you rejoice when the other is helped, when the other is put at ease. This is what the Spirit produces. Well, it produces a patience. Some prefer forbearance. And it's patience with people. Um, It's a long holding out of the mind uh, under provocation. Uh, As being around difficult people, difficult, uh, that's the primary focus. And remaining steadfast with difficult human relationships. A bad neighbor, a bad boss, bad employee. Uh, how we respond when the other person is not easy to get along with. Uh, what's the common way? Resort to anger, threats, ultimatums. The Spirit will lead you to forbear with people. You know what I marvel at this matter of patience? Is the patience of mothers with little children. As I get older, for sure. My uh, grandson was over yesterday, and he struggles to articulate. He's just four years old, and speaking is a little difficult. But his favorite word is, why? (laughs) And I'm, have you ever just watered the tree? Why? First time, your grandfather do it again, and um, why? And I told Deborah, I says, your dad's getting older. I want him already raised and trained. I want to know how much money they're making. I want to know if they're... I said, where do you get the patience? I don't even answer anymore. And, I, and when they leave, all I'm saying is, why? 
And I, as I talked with Deb, I said, you know what? I just learned something today. And she said, what? Now I understand how God feels about all my whys. Why, Lord? Down bow, you wouldn't get it if I told you. Why, Lord? Why? None of us say that, I'm sure, but grandchildren do. Why? Can't you see what I'm doing? Why? No, I can't see what you're doing. I don't understand what you're doing. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, forbearance. It's one reason it's hard to get people in children's department who wants to invest their lives in brats. Well, you'll never see it as an investment as long as they're brats. Love will change the way you appraise them. Love will give them value. Love will say they're destined for one destiny or the other. Love will say whatever we do to help another human being will never be wasted in divine reckoning. Love says I can find a way to put up a little bit longer because they've got worth. But if you don't love, you can never put up with. So what's the fountain of all this fruit? Love. Love. He goes on and he says uh, kindness. And kindness is a word that means uh, sweetness of temperament that puts others at ease. Sweetness of temperament, and it was used of old wine that had become mellow. I was used when Christ said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. It's this word, my yoke is mellow, mild. A goodness that is kind, which is amazing to me. If you hung out with Christ, you didn't hang out with someone that came across as an authoritarian dictator king. He was the kindest man on the earth. He was mellow to be around. Have you ever seen some people, they're in perpetual motion? Just, I mean, they're double-A personality. And, and, you say, and you know they don't listen to a thing you say because they've already got the answers to things you've never asked yet. They're, they're, they're patiently waiting for you to say something that you haven't even dreamed of because, boy, they're fast. And you're just wore out by the time you leave. You say, whew, I've got to be in good shape just to be around them. They're exhausting. When you hang out with the Spirit, He produces in us a kindness with people That means we become mellow, easy to be with, easy to be with. Us men who spend our lives in ministry have counseled a lot. Richard and I have done hundreds, thousands of hours of listening to human tragedies in the context of the church. And both of us in college were The one ingredient that keeps people coming back is truth and kindness. The truth will set them free, and you can pay anyone to lie to you. Us men at the church promise to tell you the truth at no charge. You may not like it, but you'll like the bill. No charge. But kindness is the other element. Are people at ease around us? When we walk in the Spirit, 
We put even children at ease, as Jesus did. Uh, goodness, fruit of the Spirit called goodness, is a word that meant to render a benefit to another. And it basically has the idea to desire another's well-being or happiness, and that it comes across. So you can't be competing with them, you can't be rivals, or you couldn't desire their well-being. And so goodness is that thing that's manifested in the body that they're, they're out for my well-being. I sense in them they care that I do well. That's goodness. Uh, the fruit of the spirit of goodness. So beautiful. Then it comes to this word faith. And faith is highly debated. Uh, the most common view is faithfulness. Because it's talking about virtues. So it's talking about faithfulness. But I do like what... Dr. Fee says about it, faithfulness in our behavior only comes because we're walking in faith towards the faithfulness of God. When I walk in faith towards God, who is faithful, it produces a faithfulness in my devotion, a faithfulness in my service. I become reliable in my behavior because I'm relying on a faithful God. Do you get it? When we walk, you've got to walk by faith in his energizing power, in his benevolence, in his help, in in this wonderful Savior Christ. I know you are faithful. I'm counting on you so I can remain in this assignment year in and year out, day in and day out. Where are you getting your energy? I'm relying on the strength of a faithful God, and he starts making me act like him. I want to be faithful in doing good. And so, stability. And you see, some people, they never can stick with anything. A job, uh, a ministry, they're just all over the board. Faithfulness, steadfastness, being there you can't count on. Because they're all over in their relation with God. They're not counting on His resources. But when we walk in faith towards Him, it'll be manifested in faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness and loving Him faithfulness in service, faithfulness in every area of our life. He mentions gentleness. Uh, What a great word. Do you see that word? Can we put that on any of our epitaphs? They were gentle to be with. (laughs) Uh, it, It really means one who has such a humility about their own person It's humility, and I'm quoting a scholar from England, Burton. It's humility about oneself and submission to God. That means I'm really a submissive, teachable person. And so when I carry out my conduct with you, I don't come out as a smart aleck. You can't teach me. You can't tell me. Because I come with a spirit under control. I'm tamed by the spirit. And it's a difficult word to get a handle on because it has the idea of humility, submissive learner, and it had a gentle, mild friendliness about it. And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. 
As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church, and we would also invite you to stop by our website and take advantage of added resource materials we've made available through this ministry. You see, as we come to you on a daily basis, it's our hope and desire that you grow in Christ, that you find yourself sustained by His grace through the teaching and preaching of His Word. Along those lines, we've created Truth For Today Radio, which is a website that contains a lot of other extracurricular resource materials that you can add to your relationship with Christ as you seek to grow in Him. We also have information about who we are, what we believe, and worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church, where this broadcast originates, here in Hercules. We have directions, we have service times, all of it. It's available at truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to contact us by phone, you're welcome to do so at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. As always, you're welcome to write to us. The address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. We would also ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us, not just prayerfully, but financially as well, as this broadcast and the many resource materials available along with it are available as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. Our goal and desire is to minister to the greater Bay Area, and we can do that more and more as you link arms with us, again, financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large. And whether it's a one-time gift or monthly gift, it's all appreciated, and your prayers even more so. Reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Phil Howard.